0: Good afternoon, Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Packers life Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton, and we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM, Raleigh. Letting the suspense build. Oh yeah, we're back. Benjamin Ditton. And John Hinton. And we are absolutely stoked, ecstatic to be coming at you live, one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with the pack.
1: John, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Benjamin?
0: I am doing fantastic now that we're back on the air after a one, uh, two-week absence.
1: Three-week absence, technically. Oh, oh yeah. we missed the last two shows, so it's been three weeks since our last show. We thank you for tuning in once again to the Packers Life Sports Show. You can follow us on Twitter at Pack is Life NCSU. We tweet about sports, obviously. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So what's Sometimes. on the docket for today's show? Well, we're definitely going to talk about some March Madness, whether it be intramural or Division One mm-hmm. college basketball. <laughs> those are, those are equal. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, we're going to talk about March Madness for our men's team and our women's team, how that's going for our women, how it went for our men, mm-hmm. gymnastics, track and field, men's tennis, swimming and diving, women's golf, men's golf, and a whole lot of baseball. A whole lot of baseball because
0: baseball is played pretty frequently. And if you tuned in last week, apologies that we weren't able to do the show, but you did get to hear nc state baseball on the radio and you heard
1: a win because we've won eight straight
0: yeah yep and uh, that was including some uh big wins we'll talk about in a second but let's uh in chronological order if you will first win that we're going to talk about we had a 21 to 4 win over campbell and uh that was at uh, to that point eight straight wins nine runs in all of those games which is uh, an amazing run to that point for the nc state baseball team
1: yeah um Eight straight wins, outscored them ninety three to twenty five. It's pretty dominant on the bats right now. Yeah,
0: we had to cool off eventually. So next game we played the Kansas Golden Griffiths and uh that was unfortunately a three to two loss. It's a really cool name though,
1: the Golden Griffiths. That's pretty awesome. It's like the I Blue said Devils. Griffiths. Wow, Griffiths, yeah. It yeah. looks like Andy Griffiths. Like the show. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good show. Golden Griffins, but yeah, kinda. Kind of like Blue Devils, but like alliteration. But
0: yeah, we had the tying and go-ahead run on, on a base in the ninth inning, but we weren't able to get the equalizer. Um, Will Wilson actually gave us the two to zero lead in the bottom of third, as he had a home run, and uh, that was only points for the pack in
1: that game. But next up was Campbell, who we defeated four one. I like I like when we play Campbell. That's good. That's a good. Have game. we ever lost to Campbell in anything ever? Probably, I, like I don't want to say we have it. It might have been like twenty five years ago, though. Don't they have a law school there? Like it's, is there they a, do. Yeah, pretty okay. good law school. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess they have us there.
0: Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we beat them uh, four to one. We only had a two to one lead ha- heading into the ninth inning, and we scored uh, two runs to put the game in a more comfortable margin.
1: Yeah. Uh, intentional walk to Brett Keneman. Will Wilson. He walked with the bases loaded, and that was our fourth run of the game that was the final run of the game.
0: Yeah, so you got you kind of got to watch Kinneman at this point. The guy is just killing it. We have been uh we've talked about that uh 3 weeks ago. He's still killing it. He's still one of the nation's leaders in home runs, RBIs, hits, runs batted in. I haven't looked at whether he's number 1, but he I think he's still number 1 in home runs. Moving on the next uh, game, we had our ACC opener. We played Boston College and we won that game 2 to 1.
1: Yeah, uh the tying run was in the bottom of the eighth, uh, Will Wilson, obviously, I mean, he's one of our best players. We, yeah, he's second best to Kinnaman at this point in the season. He's won ACC Player of the Week uh, once, but not at this point that we're talking about. He hadn't won it yet. Yeah, but he belted a two-run homer. That gave us the 2-1 lead. That proved to be the difference. So uh, just one or just two RBIs on the game, but it was enough to beat Boston College.
0: Yeah, we had a doubleheader against them the next day on that Saturday, and uh, they beat us. Um, we beat them again, 13-7. to and then we fell to them 11-3, to three, so two losses there after the team had only had one loss all year. So we have three losses to this point in the season, so Boston, doubleheader versus Boston College. Next up for NC State, Brett Kinnaman was named National Player of the Month after being named National Player of the Week twice yep. during that month. So It's only right. To it, start, it really is. He had, in February, he had 19 hits, which led then the country, and he also had seven home runs. To finish the month as the NCAA leader, and he was also ACC Player of
1: the Week twice. Yeah, goes by default. But uh, our our baseball team is ranked number twenty three in the country right now. We uh, scored in seven of our eight play uh, plate appearances, and we earned a fifteen to eleven win against UNC Asheville. That was a home
0: win, and that moved us to fourteen and three on the year. And uh, the Bulldogs, you know, I I always like fellow North Carolina teams, most of them anyway, and they uh, actually fell to three and twelve. We didn't beat them again, 6-2. to two. Poor guys. Yeah. But Throw the towel. <laughs> we limited them to just three hits in that game. So to start the season, we were playing insane offense. Great
1: just, great pitching from the starters and the bullpen just throughout. Uh, the bats are on fire. I think four pitchers pitched in that game. Really? Yeah. So that's, Yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want. You get your rest for your starters, and you get your bullpen guys some yeah, action. Yeah, when you're going to play your the closers. number two
0: team in the country for three games... On the road, you yeah. definitely want to rest, and that's exactly what we did. We went to Clemson, ranked number two in the country, with only one loss heading in, and uh, we went there for game one, and we shut them out, four to zero.
1: Yeah, uh, like just like against um, UNC Asheville in the last game, four different Wolfpack pitchers combined. That's our third shutout win of the season, just six hits in the contest, and they were all singles.
0: Yeah, um uh, Brent Kinneman had his eleventh home run and he had ten all of last year. Yeah.
1: So clearly most improved, probably the most improved player in the country up to this I point. I can't
0: imagine anyone being more improved than that. Yeah. He's he's insanely good. And so we played Clemson again in Clemson. I wonder what happened this time. It was six to one. We won again. So over the num just the number two team in the country, we beat them again.
1: Yeah, Brian Brown, uh he pitched in the second game. Um he um Pitched six innings. Uh, His record on the year is 4-0. He tied a season high with eight strikeouts, just one ER. Uh, We were trailing one to nothing, but then we scored six unanswered runs to close out the game.
0: Yeah, we've now won three of our last four series against Clemson, including a pair of wins down there in South Carolina. So break out the brooms, fellas and gals, because we swept the number two team in the country at their home stadium. Did I mention that? We beat them again. And that was the third win over the number 2 team, so um, I'm trying to see the score. We beat them 5-4 to four is what I have on my notes here. And uh, that was the first ever sweep at Clemson.
1: Yeah, uh, Will Wilson recorded his first career multi-home run game. He had the go-ahead home run in the eighth inning. Joe O'Donnell earned the win on the mound, three scoreless innings of relief to close that game out. 5-4 to four, Wolfpack with the sweep over Clemson. And up to date, we have 38 home runs
0: on the year, which is second in the country. And we're now 9-1 in games, which which we hit more than one home run. So It's it's hard to lose games when you hit more than one home run. (laughs) Yep, so NC State is back in action right here on 88.1 WKNC. That is Friday at 6.30 p.m. at Doak Field right here on NC State's campus. So come out and support the pack. Or listen if you can't go right here on this station. Support this station. And, uh, yeah, basketball season's over halfway. Half of the basketball team, so yeah, yeah, come out and support the pack. Another season that started up was men's golf. Um, I took one golf class, that game is incredibly hard to play, and uh, I, I could not do it at the level that we do it. Golf is so difficult, like, yep. you're right, yeah. We went to the general hackler tournament, is what it's called, and we finished eighth for the men's side, anyway. We shot a final round of 295 and finished in eighth place
1: on a uh, Sunday. Junior Stephen Franken, he recorded a one-over par, 73 in the final round. He finished with a tie for seventh and a three-round score of three-under par. Pretty solid overall. Yeah, it's his fifth consecutive top-ten finish,
0: and he's re- from right here in Raleigh, probably listening to WKNC. Also worth noting, four, 14 of the 15 teams in this um, tournament were ranked teams, so yeah, yeah. really tough competition for the men's golf. The next uh, tournament
1: is the uh, Chris. Schenkel Invitational. Yeah, we finished third there. Uh, Steven Franken, once again, he's a junior, by the way. He's got another year after this. He shot a seven under par Unless he goes 65 pro, really. on Saturday. Well, he could. Yeah, he yeah. could
0: go. Wait, do golfers
1: do that? Well, you have to qualify for the tour.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So if he qualifies for the tour, he's not eligible um, to do college. I don't know if he's good enough to qualify for the tour yet, that was just a hypothetical. I think he'll probably
1: graduate and then try to qualify for the tour. Yeah, that's probably a
0: good decision. Huh? Yeah. a degree from the best university in the in the uh, whole United States.
1: Yeah, okay. It took you a while to say that <laughs> in the uh, the uh, oh yeah the country. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was the um, he had the low round of the tournament from any of the um, competition. He finished in a tie for second overall individually with Georgia Southern's Archer Price and Jake Story. As a team, we finished third behind host Georgia Southern and Vanderbilt, and uh, t- some of the top five results for the NC State. Yeah, Nolan Mills Jr. Uh, finished tied for 12th. We mentioned Stephen Franken tied for 2nd. Benjamin Shipp tied for name. 23rd. And Easton Paxton tied for 48th. Harrison Rhodes tied for sixty-four. So that was on the men's side of the golf. On the women's side,
0: they only had um, one event. They had the Wildcat Invitational over at Arizona State.
1: We finished ninth. Yeah, India Clyburn finished tied for 14th with a 218 over 3 rounds. That is a solid 2-over. Cecily Overby finished tied for 30th with a two twenty 7-over. Laura Kowal tied for 45th. Crystal Wang tied for 52nd. Mem Sankabong tied for 56th. And Naomi Ko tied for 68th.
0: So up next for the women's golf, they are going to be back in action on March 23rd through the 25th. And they're going to go play in the LSU Tiger Classic that is, of course, in Baton Rouge Louisiana. Moving on, swimming and diving. Um, the women had the NCAA championships earlier, and the men's is coming up. In fact, it's starting today, and you could go ahead and follow them on Twitter to keep up with it. So um, we did not do as well as anticipated. The men, the women's swimming and diving finished 18th in the NCAA championship.
1: Yeah, um, we did earn All America four times in All America. Honorable mention, five times. With our swimmers. Um Hannah Moore, Tamila Holub were both named All Americans in the sixteen fifty freestyle. Hannah Moore finished third and she broke the school record with a time of fifteen minutes her forty own record, seconds. If I'm not mistaken. It is her own record. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's kind of <laughs> trivial at this point. But Elise Hahn, she earned honorable mention, All America honors. She took eighth in the B final with a time of one fifty-three point oh nine in the two hundred backstroke. And uh, 400 freestyle uh, relay,
0: a team of Han, Krista Duffield, and Lexi Lupton and Olivia Calgene, uh, they took eighth in the B final and earned honorable honorable mention All-America, and they had a time of 315.66 seconds. As I mentioned earlier, up next for swimming and diving, that's it for the women's season. They had a lot of adversity to deal with, with illnesses and the like of that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, some quotes um, I read somewhat uh, Coach Braden Holloway had said about it. So they um, persevered through a tough season, ended up with a top
1: 20 finish. So a really good job for them. And most of our best swimmers are returning next year too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm
0: -hmm. And on the men's side, we finished a regular season ranked um, 5th nationally. And that's where we are ranked right now, heading into the NCAA championships. At
1: University of Minnesota.
0: Yep. Also, I didn't, um, this is not my notes, but Madeline Klein, uh, the diver for the women's, she won ACC championship. And she finished 44th in the nationals. She did get that ACC championship, and also we had All-American uh, James Brady qualified for All Americas on the uh, three-meter dive. So nice. Klein won the platform.
1: That's what yeah. I read. A lot of Pac-12, Big-12 schools really good at the diving, whereas, well, Pac-12 and ACC schools focus yeah. more on the swimming. But still, like a great showing to get some really tough competition.
0: Yeah, the ACC is always really tough. And uh, moving on, men's tennis. We started off the season fantastic. Couldn't have started better. We started off nine and three. We're not bad now, but we did lose some games. We had our first
1: loss of the season to twentieth-ranked Texas, four to one. Yeah, we followed that up though with a win over number twenty-two Tennessee. As you can see, as we get ranked, we start to play more ranked opponents. We lost to number five Chapel Hill, quieter, quieter. five to nothing. You should have said quieter. Quieter. Okay, yeah. And we also lost to number seventeen Duke, uh, six to one.
0: You said that like at regular volume. We don't need anyone to hear that. It's our job as journalists to report to you guys what happens with the facts, but we can it's just okay. say it a little bit quiet. It's okay,
1: Benjamin. It's I, okay. It's just hurts it's on okay. the inside. It's okay. We John. beat them in basketball and football this year,
0: and just about everything else. Anyway, <laughs> we then beat uh, Virginia Tech four to three to get our first ACC win of the season. Again, this is in men's tennis. We're surprisingly a perfect six and zero oh on the road. Yeah, so maybe we don't want to do any more five games. And, then. Five and three at home. One and two in the ACC. 11 3 overall after starting the year 9 0. So, hopefully, we can kind of right that ship. 11 3 is still a really good spot to be, but you know, that 9 0 was pretty cool. And we are in the midst of a three game road stint, and we are going to Florida, and we're going to face number 19 Florida State, and then number 50 Miami on Sunday. So, Florida State Friday. Miami on Sunday. Two more ranked
1: opponents for the pack. Yeah, so I guess in tennis they rank the top 50 teams. Yes, yes. Actually, in most sports they rank the top 50 teams. Just not football and basketball. Exactly, yeah, because that's done done by the AP, not the coach's poll. Oh, well, there is a coach's poll in football though, right? But they just, yeah. They we don't.
0: don't care about them because the AP is the one that publishes the polls and exactly. they like their own
1: poll. Yeah, and we also care about the college football playoff and they copy the AP style of doing 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so moving on, because we always talk about football a lot. Me and you always turn this to basketball or football. It's almost like we like it. Anyway, (laughs) track and field, the season uh, came to a close. There was the National Indoor Championships, and we had a couple of great performances by the three Wolfpack uh,
1: athletes there. Yeah, Ellie Hines, she placed seventh overall with a time of 16 minutes flat in the final. She was named First Team All-America. In, in the five thousand, yeah, Excuse in me. the five thousand yeah. meters, mm-hmm. that
0: is definitely her race. I think she won ACC championship. We talked did. about that yep. <laughs> the last time we were on the show. Gabrielle Cunningham in the sixty meters hurdles. She earned second team All America honors after finishing overall with fifteenth with a time of eight point twenty one seconds, and she's just the second NC State ever to earn All
1: America honors in that event. Josh Davis, you uh, you're used to us using his name. All he does is win. He didn't, win. he didn't win per se, but he did get third at the national championship, which is the highest uh, finish in NC State history. He beat his own mark of fifth last season, and he earned first-team All-America honors, second straight season for that in the men's weight throw.
0: Yeah, and he's the um, first track and field athlete ever to earn All-America honors in three straight seasons, so his last three years here. Unfortunately, he's graduating, but that man is amazing. He was going in as the number one seed, so I'm sure he's a little bit disappointed in himself, but still, uh, number three finish, best still. in school
1: history, is nothing to sneeze at there. Yeah. Outdoor season starts next, though, and that's a lot more fun because you get in the sun, and it's fun not as sun. fun in the sun. Yeah, I'm trying to rhyme, but you missed that it starts though. on March 24th. I had to clean it up. Yeah. I had to get the rhyme. Yeah, okay. So, so that's
0: just in three <laughs> days. Wow, this semester is flying by, despite other college students complaining about how tired they are to me, the spring semester has always flown by because, you know, you've got... Spring
1: semester is the worst, dude.
0: I, I, prefer, I prefer spring just because it's, it's getting warmer, except for today. Like, there was snow. I don't know why we didn't talk about that to open the show, but yeah,
1: you prefer, you prefer the fall semester to the spring. Yes, absolutely.
0: See, because we were talking about this in one of my classes. I get burned out
1: in the spring. I can't explain it. I took 18 hours in the fall and 15 now, and this semester is harder. I don't, I don't know what,
0: <laughs> I guess I'm different than everyone. I like the spring because during the fall semester, you're like, yay, I get this break.
1: And then it's the spring semester.
0: Like, it's a, like you're less than 50% through the Did year. Did you
1: listen to the way that you said spring semester? And then you went, oh, yeah, it's the fall. Because
0: now I literally in it. just described. Because if you're less than half, like you're less than halfway done. Now in the spring semester, I'm 75% right. through the school year. So I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, you're an optimist and I'm a realist. Okay, all right. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Realist, we have gymnastics up next. A lot happened in the time that we were gone. It's like the schools, the, the world just keeps on rolling despite us not having the show. Yeah. We got we really to keep you guys updated. Yeah. So we're, we're going to try to not miss any more. There are a couple baseball games in the future that will overlap. So we will try to get those podcasted so you can go on WKNC's podcast channel and listen to them. By the way, I actually, that song... I'm, I'm going to take a second to plug the podcast because everyone should listen to the podcast if you missed the show. But the song that we opened the show with is called Bell Bottoms by John Spencer. Mm-hmm. And the rule is with copyright, uh, because we're a radio station, we can play it, but we can't have it playing on the internet. like As on our po- property. Yeah. yeah. Unless mm-hmm. we get permission. So I emailed John Spencer, went on his website, found his email, and actually got permission to use the song. So now if you listen to the podcast, you're actually going to hear the intro to the show versus before it would have had to have been cropped out. So you should go listen to the podcast, guys. It's on
1: WKNC's website. Anyways, gymnastics. We beat New Hampshire, but we did lose to LSU on senior night. Which, of course, there is a catch. LSU is ranked number two in the country.
0: Yeah. So apparently, yeah, we're not baseball in um, in gymnastics, so we can't hit the number two. Actually, basketball did that too. Wow.
1: Basketball beat two number two teams. <laughs> exactly. That's what yeah, I'm talking about. Twice anyway, the two.
0: So after losing to number two LSU, we hosted a try me and we beat 23rd ranked Ohio State and then Central Michigan while scoring the most, fourth most points in a match in school history at 196.800.
1: Chelsea Knight, she was named Conference Gymnast of the meet, or of the week for the third time this year. Ranked number 23 now, NC State went to a quad meet with Towson. We beat Towson, West Virginia, and William & Mary. So a cool 3-0 right there.
0: And that was the last meet of the regular season, the ACC, Um, not ACC, The E-A-G-L is the conference that the gymnastics is in. They have their championships coming up. But, you know, we have some postseason honors for NC State gymnasts. They killed it this year. We had seven gymnasts combined to earn a record uh, 17 all-conference honors.
1: And the honorees include... Yeah, Chelsea Knight. She got first team All-Eagle. That's how I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. All-Eagle, Vault, Bars, Beam, Floor, and All-Around. That's so all literally, the events. Yeah, that's all the events. Just put it that way.
0: Alexa Phillips had first team All-Eagle in Vault and
1: Floor. Uh, Drew Grantham got first team All-Eagle in Beam, Floor, and All-Around. And second team All-Eagle in the Vault. Uh, Caitlin Fillard had first team in the
0: All-Around and second team in the Bars. Maggie Tamburo, first team in the bars. And for the second team, uh, Lauren Kent was uh, second team in beam and bars. And Mackenzie Itkush to round it out, second team all-eagle in the floor routine. So seven gymnasts, 17 honors. we got the uh, conference championship coming up this weekend. We'll keep you updated with that when you tune in next week. But I don't know about you. I've been waiting the whole show. Which yeah, is you, about twenty minutes.
1: I, will, I hope you guys like hearing about national championships won by NC State. I like we're hearing about, about it to Nation. talk talk about one. But I'm so. gonna
0: make you wait just a smidgen to talk about that because we gotta talk about it wasn't just the national championship. There was a couple other. We had a record. NC State record for All Americans, and to be an All American, you have to be in the semifinals. Of
1: your weight class, so it's it's not like subjective at all. It's yeah. like you literally you get there. You you're an all American.
0: That's a school record for all Americans, and that included undefeated freshman Hayden Hydeley. He got to the semifinals. And he got to the finals in his weight class, 157 pounds, after a 10-2 win in the semifinals. Redshirt
1: senior Michael Machiavello, he won the semifinal. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, in the second period, he got a pin. Resher freshman Tariq Wilson at 133 pounds. He was unseated and he took n- the number one seed so Seth Broach by that guy to extra time. Yes. Yeah,
0: he took him to extra time and won. And lost. Yes.
1: So But he carried him out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and at um, 141 pounds, senior Kevin Jack, he did lose to um, Joey McKenna of Ohio State. Ohio State as a team finished second in the whole um, competition. So for the for the finals in wrestling, there's consolation matches, I guess what we would call them. They're called medal matches because it decides
1: who gets, like, the bronze. Just like in the Olympics. If, you, it's, uh, if it's a basketball game, you might have mm-hmm. a bronze game.
0: So, Tarek Wilson was in the bronze game, and he won his match 13-3. to And he finishes the tournament in third place in his weight class after being unseated. This guy wasn't even, like, wrestling earlier this year. His, uh, his,
1: when he wrestled, it didn't count towards the team wins. Earlier in the year, and now he finishes third in the country in his weight class. So he is a redshirt freshman. His only loss was the number one seed.
0: Exactly three top five, and he lost to the number one seed. Unreal. So great year for Tarek Wilson, and uh, three more to go. By the way, so it's not just Hayden Heidley. It's Tarek Wilson and Hayden Heidley are really good. Kevin Jack lost his uh, medal match, so he ended up still finishing sixth, which is still All America and so he is um, one of five NC State wrestlers in the history of the school to finish with All-America honors three
1: times. Yep, and he's graduating, so congrats to him on a ridiculously good career, honestly. Really, really good. These are some of the best athletes I've ever seen, wrestlers. They really are.
0: Actually, um, at the Pack of Blues at the beginning of the year, they had the team signings, Mm -hmm. and uh, I just went through the line of the whole wrestling team telling each one about this show, yeah. And I actually did end up with a paper signed by them like with all their names and it's up in my in um in my apartment. Nice. But I just told every single one about this show. Yeah. I'm yeah, I, I'll tell <laughs> you should tell everyone about the show. Anyway. Yes. So if, if, if you, you us, like it, if you don't, you don't tell anybody. But <laughs> Why would you listen if you don't like it? they right, they hating on us. We bring, we
1: welcome the haters. The, I mean, I if mean. there are any. <laughs> Don't don't tell us. I, I, I watch uh, Sports SportsCenter all the time, and I, I mean I mean Fox Sports 1. I hate hearing Skip Bayless talk, but I still but I kinda love what like you kind of have to. You kind of have to, yeah.
0: So what's he going to say so this I'm, time?
1: I'm going to be the next Skip Bayless. People are going to be like, oh, look, you averaged like three points a game in high school. Did you
0: average three a game in high <laughs> school? I don't know what
1: I averaged in high school. I didn't really keep track
0: of my stats. Uh-huh. So that's a guy who doesn't have good stats. Anyway. In the final, I'm
1: just kidding. Why wow, you sound so cool right now.
0: I know. I'm you super cool. You so cool. It's, it's my Home trademark. Schooler. It's my trademark. You're <laughs> homeschooled too. Yeah. Anyway, in the finals, <laughs> man, we are just like all over the place. Go for it. In the finals, Hayden Hidley Hidle was the number one seed, and he was undefeated, retro freshman, but it did not end perfect. Didn't have the storybook ending because he lost to the defending national champion, Jared Nolf of Penn State. So Hidley finishes the year 26-1. and one. Three more years of this guy, people. Three more years. and his redshirt freshman year, he's almost winning a national championship.
1: Highest finish for a freshman by NC State in 38 years since. Matt Rhesus in 1980. Yeah, he won the national championship the only way you could finish
0: higher. So, he finishes the year at 26-1. But here's the best news, guys. Oh, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, national championships. (laughs) Michael Machiavello. (laughs) Part of the mafia, maybe. That's no. an awesome what, name. What? No, That's no. A great don't name. say that. Come on. Don't say that. He
1: won the championship, is what Benjamin's struggling to say.
0: 97 pounds. So yeah, that is really cool. The f- My favorite part about this is he beat Jared Hot ha- of Virginia Tech, who had beaten him twice this year, once in the, in the regular season and once in the ACC championship and Michael Machiavello gets the last laugh cuz he gets to come home with that
1: national championship. Yeah, he got the winning takedown with 14 seconds left right before extra time for the 3-1 win. They were tied at 1. And as a team, we finished in fourth place in the country, which means that we get to bring home a trophy, first time in school history. That
0: is behind Penn State, Ohio State, and Iowa. And Michigan tied this big before. 10. Yeah, all Be- Big Ten. ten. This yeah. is the highest finish for an ACC team in wrestling in history. Like no ACC team has ever finished this high mm-hmm. as we did this year. And I think the top five teams get a trophy, so we do get a team trophy to bring home for a top five finish. Penn State won it. There's ten weight classes. Penn State had the national champion in four of them. Yeah, including uh, beating Hayden Hid- Hayden Heidle. So if he had won that, we'd have two and Penn State would have three, so it may have been as close, but still a great, great season for Wolfpack Wrestling.
1: Yeah. Machiavello seventh individual to win a national title. At NC State, the national title, it's our, uh, the pack's third in the last five years under our head coach, Pat Popolizio, and that's all we've got. That is an insanely for good name. For the non-revenue name. sports.
0: That is a really, really good name. Pat Popolizio. Yeah. Anyway, so that is an, all we have for the non-revenue sports. We're going to take a quick break with uh the song hmm i just oh there we go i added the new songs and i was at the bottom with the suggested song yeah i wasn't recognizing any of that Ah. but anyway this is called the great collapse selected by your boy john here oh yeah by the zolas one of
1: my favorite bands ever
0: so you guys better enjoy enjoy. coming right (laughs) back after this on 88.1 wknc
1: The Zolas Awesome band They're from Alberta, Canada So Give them a listen If you like that kind of music Yeah, local local people Very local, yeah (laughs) (coughs) Last
0: couple weeks (laughs) We've been playing NC State artists on here And we're going to have More of that coming for you Because Windchop's coming out With their album On March 28th Oh yeah So That is That's pretty cool We're going to have that music For you right here on 88.1 WKNC Benjamin Denton John Hinton, Hinton Packers
1: Life Sports Show Welcome back Hinton and Denton If you like brevity And rhyming Or what about Denton and Hinton, because D comes before H, alphabetically. Hinton and Denton, it flows off, it flows better. Denton and Hinton. Hinton and Denton. What are you, Peter Griffin here? Hardy, 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 Hardy? Yeah, I am Peter Griffin. You're doing a show on the radio with Peter Griffin right now. That's a great moment, family (laughs) guy. Have you seen
0: it? Ba- look up back is, is there a great a-
1: moment in family okay? Yes.
0: Look up back. Let's talk about basketball. Let's
1: talk about, I've seen them all. Let's talk about. <laughs> you haven't seen that Hotty one. hotty. Yeah, I know it it's is. great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's talk about men's basketball. <laughs> men's basketball. We're not dancing anymore. No. Nah. In fact, we were hardly dancing
0: at all. Well, yeah, it did not go very well. Nine uh, three number 9 seeds won. One number 9 seed lost.
1: Yeah. That, that was us. We did. Yep. Woo. Yeah, we lost to Seaton Hall, in case you haven't been following. We lost by 11. 94-83. Gave up a ton of points, honestly. The game wasn't even, like, it was about, when
0: you, like, 11-point game. It wasn't that close, yeah. but it wasn't a, a route by any means. Yeah. Omer event had two points, and that's not all on him. Foul trouble, a little bit. Fouls? It, like, I don't want to come on the, an NC State station and talk about how the
1: refs had it in, but they were calling everything. No, it was both ways. It was really bad both ways. Agree with you. Both teams shot a lot of free throws. Yeah, and both teams, and we were missing them.
0: That was, I think, the keys for this game were we were missing our free throws. They were making theirs, and we could not rebound. And to this point in the year, we had that small lineup with Dorn at the four, and that had worked all year. And the last two games of the year that we lost, two things happened. We got into, Dorn got into foul trouble, which yeah. not had not happened all year. Yeah. And we weren't able to rebound with a small lineup when Dornsden out there. And then we lost, like, we just lost what we had. And we could not rebound on the defensive end or offensive end. But you really got to be able to rebound defensively if you want to win a basketball game. And we were not able to do that at all. Nah,
1: We also weren't able to stop the three. So if you can't rebound, if if you can't stop the other team from getting offensive rebounds or making threes, you're not gonna win, especially not in the NCAA tournament. Like, yeah. there's no way around it. And
0: state led the ACC in uh, forced turnovers, and we mm-hmm. weren't getting that versus Seton Hall. So yeah. it's like it's kind of a combination of a lot of things. They didn't play like that bad. It's just
1: yeah, by exactly far not the best we've seen from this NC State team. Seton Hall. They also they started out seven for eight from three in like the first ten minutes of the game. They scored 51 points in the first half. Like we were yeah. playing catch up the whole game. We were going, we were going speed. We were going shooting. And we, mm-hmm. we couldn't bring it back because, you know, we couldn't play defense. It's just, that's really you know,
0: with, uh, Beverly, I don't think, scored. Yurtseven had two points. There were too many guys that needed to have a good game for this team yep. to beat a good team like you're going to face in the tournament, and they didn't have good games. Al, Al
1: Freeman had his best game of the season.
0: He played out of his mind. Yeah. But... Part of it is that, like, he was our only offense, so we kept giving him the ball towards the end of the
1: game. But he was still efficient. Yeah, yeah, I think he was, was 12 for 19th in the field. Yeah, he yeah. was very good, and mm-hmm. it's
0: just, ideally that's not what you want to be doing as a yeah, team. We, agree. We just, we gave up on moving the ball because no one else was scoring but Freeman, right. so we had to hand it to him.
1: Yeah, he had me crying after the game, man. He was shedding tears, like, as soon as the buzzer sounded. I was getting emotional, man. I mean, come on, the guy drops 36 points in this final game, and it's like... You got to the
0: Sweet 16 with Baylor last year.
1: Yeah, or two years ago. But, yeah, but still, you know, I th- he's from Charlotte. He always wanted to play in North Carolina. Yeah, like, like Kai Bowman and Justin Jerome Robinson yeah. from Boston College. I, yeah, you talk about them every show, man.
0: Well, because those were guys we missed. Well, yeah. also, we lost to Boston College, too, since we've done our last show.
1: Yeah, that's guys, true. you know,
0: we lost to Boston College in the ACC tournament. Yeah.
1: Anyways, oh. y'all know we lost. I think we're... Let's talk about next year a little bit and how that's going to look. I'm, um, I'm excited for next year. I am too, yeah. Uh, you may have heard Amir Yurtsevin, he did request a release. He's, oh. he's going to explore his pro options, and he also might transfer. I think he's going to make that decision pretty soon.
0: Yeah, that's what surprised me. I, I want him to go pro for his sake because, right, I think he's not going to help his stock by staying. His stock was really high before he played for us, then it just plummeted after his freshman year. Mm-hmm. And then now I feel like he'd be a second round draft pick if he came out right do now. A,
1: do you have a player comparison for him? Um maybe I think of Brook Lopez.
0: I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Because I shooter. would say the, the unicorn but
1: uh Kristoff. Hey, KP's he's an incredible defender though.
0: Yeah, and he's really, really athletic as yeah. well. And Yard Seven isn't he's just not as fast. Yeah. I, I like the Brook Lopez. Although, yeah, I would say he couldn't shoot, but I've seen Lopez. Lopez Bro, can no, shoot. No, Lopez
1: can shoot, dude. That's yeah. about all he can do. He <laughs>
0: just doesn't look good doing it. Your seven looks amazing doing
1: it. And he that, also that's shot 46% yeah.
0: from three this year. So yeah, that's going to help him in the NBA. And I think he's a guy that will do better in the NBA than he did in
1: college. Absolutely, yeah. He's like a really offensive-minded center, which I think any team can use, honestly. Like the Hornets, I mean, okay, we're terrible right now. But we did go get and Gomez. He might be a better Frank Kaminsky with better back-to-the-basket moves. Everyone's better than Frank Kaminsky. I I like Frank Kaminsky. Why? Because... Is he he good?
0: I like him. Ew, okay. I like watching (laughs) him play. Stop. That's
1: all. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, we're losing, in addition to year seven, we're losing Freeman, Abu, and Sam Hunt are all graduating.
1: Yeah, also, Spencer Newman, he was a walk-on. He requested a release. Darius Hicks, Sean Kirk, they've already transferred.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, it's customary. Kevin Keats is a winner, but he's also a new coach, so he wants to get his players in there. Who are some of the guys that are coming in next year?
1: Well, we got Sadiq Bay. Uh, he's probably our most heralded recruit. He is really close to a five star. He's a four star recruit. Um, you can go watch his like hoop mixtape mm-hmm. on YouTube, and it's absolutely ridiculous. He's a, a six seven small forward. He he sounds like a Duke recruit, like he really does. Like he's a six seven small forward. He can shoot the three like crazy. He can handle the ball. He can he can guard one through five pretty much like Torin Doran. We also got Ian Steer. And Emmanuel Bates, they actually played on the same high school team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, small and power forward. So I'm liking this. So Keats yeah. is going for a faster, more athletic team than maybe, let's say, a Yurt7 or maybe yes. a Lenar Freeman. Yeah, I think I think the reason that Yurt7 might be transferring is that he might have talked with Keats, and Keats might say, like, hey, you, you really don't fit my system. You know, like, I like mm-hmm. you. You're a good kid. You're a good player, but you don't fit my system. And I mean, we can see just, like, the first – like real recruiting class that Kevin Keats mm-hmm. is going to have, he's getting these athletic guys who they aren't six ten, they aren't six eleven. They're like they're six six through six eight, you know, and they can they can play guard. They can bring the ball at mm-hmm. the floor, but they cannot like Torin Dorn. Yeah, he wasn't recruited by Kevin Keats, but he he's the perfect player for Kevin Keats's system. Yes. He's the also, go- we're
0: getting him back
1: unless he yeah. requested transfer. I don't and think he will.
0: He's going to be, like, he was really good this year. He arguably was our most important player,
1: and you kind of saw I think he was our most important player. I agree with you. Last yeah. two
0: games, mm-hmm. when he got in foul trouble, we lost.
1: Exactly, yeah. And it's he, be, it's because of how good he is as a two-way player. He's also this. really smart, too, on mm-hmm. the court. And yeah.
0: Like I said, when he's not playing, we're not as good. But we're getting him. We're getting C.J. Bryce, a mm-hmm. transfer. He's a Kevin Keats guy from UNCW. Oh, yeah.
1: And we got one more transfer uh, yeah, Devin Daniels. Um, I actually forget where he's transferring from, mm-hmm. but I've seen his highlights. He's he's. I mean, think he's in my business class. He's nasty. Yeah. One more uh, recruit that I forgot to mention: Jericho Hellams, another power forward. Uh, he's from Missouri. Actually, we are um, we're loading up at the three and four position with athleticism, shooting, and I mean they're all four star recruits. Yeah, so and like, we're probably be guys set. that will be good with that full court press. That's oh something- man, yeah.
0: I wish we had done more of, but I could understand why he wasn't doing it. And part of that was Lavar Bat's minutes just just went to the floor. He hardly played. Yeah. Even when Beverly wasn't scoring or playing good defense, because he's just limited on the defensive end, we still didn't play bats. And I I just wonder if
1: we're if bats isn't going to maybe request a transfer. Possibly. Uh, that's what I was about to say. I was going to guess either Braxton Beverly, Lavar Bats, or Markel Johnson. I think one of them is going to want to transfer. Because
0: uh, Markell has any pro stock at all? Because he's a really good defender. He's really good at seeing I th- the floor. I think
1: Markell has uh, some pro stock. You know, he might be one of those undrafted players that works his way up. But maybe I...
0: like a Shabazz Napier kind of guy. Exactly
1: like a Shabazz Napier, except uh, Shabazz led his team to a national championship and he started for four or for three years. Well, he was Which playing Markel. behind Kemba. For... That is true. Yeah, he was playing behind Kembo. I Markel do. Played I played behind Dennis. Awesome. Yeah, actually, that's a, that's a really it's good pretty comparison. good. Conv- it is. Yeah, I'm patting
0: myself on the back. I just okay. thought of that just now.
1: But uh, if you're looking at starting five for next year, you're looking at um, the Kevin Keats lineup. So you're looking at Markel, you know, quick, athletic point guard, yeah. C.J. Bryce, Torin Dorn, and I'm thinking um, Emmanuel Bates and Sadiq Bay at this point. Dorn would be playing the three, which is probably his more natural position. Dorn's the three, Sadiq Bey at the four, Emmanuel Bates at the five, a very small five, you know, only Mm -hmm. 6'9", like 220 pounds, but still, you know, long wingspan, athletic, really stretched the four, and then you got Braxton, LeVar, and then um, Devin Daniels, Ian Steer, Jericho Helms coming off the bench. Hopefully we can... I don't think we're gonna go ten deep. I think someone someone's gonna try to transfer out of those guards. Yeah, as of right now. Spencer
0: Newman was the only like uh, Carolina always has the blue steel that they put in at the end of the game, <laughs> and Spencer yeah. Newman was our blue steel. Like it was just bringing Spencer Newman. The crowd was we want Spencer. Yeah, and so I understand
1: him transferring. He's a good walk on too. He can get a scholarship somewhere else. I don't honestly, think he contribute. scored all year. It's okay. He had three or four shots. Hey, yeah. come. Speaking from experience, it is hard to score when your coach pulls you off the bench with one minute left in the game. All right. Even if you get a shot, it is hard. Even though the crowd loves you. It don't matter. It don't matter. It is hard. (laughs) Well, I'm feeling pretty confident about this team next year. You think they're a tournament team? Oh, I think absolutely they're a tournament team. I think you look at what Kevin Keats did with a team that was pretty much half his, Mm -hmm. and you look at a team that, like, what he can do with guys that fit his system, guys that he recruited... Outside of Markel Johnson and Torin Dorn, who fit his system perfectly. You now, know? see,
0: Sidney Lowe um, was recruiting good players, didn't coach him well. Yeah. Mark Godfrey comes in with Sidney Lowe's players, has a great year. A yeah. tournament run of the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. What is different with Kevin Keats? I mean, we didn't get the Sweet 16, but he kind of took Godfrey's players and made them way better than what we thought they could be. So how do we know that Kevin Keats isn't that new Mark Godfrey? I'm just... Well, Kevin
1: Keats is the winner. No, <laughs> Well that's, that's what that's actually, what, that's the answer. That's what That's what everyone always goes to. But I, I think you gotta look at um I mean it comes down to, it's it's a little bit of strategy, mm-hmm. honestly. I think Gottfried he just was like, Oh, let's get Dennis the ball. You know, stuff like that. Oh, let's let's, let's, let's let's get Omira a shot. Let's get Dennis yeah, the ball. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because nobody else could score because Gottfried wasn't putting them in positions to score. Now, defensively, like yeah. we we struggled in the tournament, but Keats is, he's got that, he's instilling, like, an attitude and a mindset in these guys. It's like, I am not going to let my man score. Yeah. If you let your man score, I'm going to help and not let him score. That's the Kevin Keats mentality. Gottfried is, it, I, he, he didn't did, really he put did, a priority on I'm defense, not saying selfish, much. but it seems like an individualistic type of play, type of coaching. You know what I mean? So, like, Kevin Keats. Keats is about that pack mentality. Yeah, I think. I think everybody likes Kevin Keats, too. Well, everyone I think, liked Godfrey, too, when he first Yeah, came every, everybody liked Godfrey, but, like, I think it's different with Kevin Keats. Like, you feel like he's a guy you just, you would literally hang out with all the time. I would. Like, all the time. Especially if he bought me ice cream. Oh, you, Well, yeah, I mean, God, yeah, that that's it, actually. No, Godfrey didn't buy him ice cream. That's why, that's why, I that's the difference. If he goes to cookout, if you go to cookout, what's your go-to cookout shake? Go-to cookout shake. I actually don't get shakes. I just get a large sweet tea. What? Yeah, I get a tray and a sweet tea. I have a friend who says that cookout shakes are terrible because they're no. They're good.
0: They're not milkshakes. They're soft serve ice cream, because you can't really use those straw with them. You have to use a spoon. So therefore, they're not milkshakes. That's his argument, not mine. Regardless, I think they're awesome. I, I think.
1: Have... I think if you leave them out for a little bit, that's when they get really good. I, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I always good. like to get like chocolate and fruit. Some sort what? of it, like chocolate and pineapple. It, it goes really good, like chocolate covered fruit. It's like in a milkshake. It's really good. Okay, I'll take your. Or word like for strawberry, it. yeah, strawberry cheesecake, something like that. I'll take your word for it. Anyway, we so, do have a team still dancing in the yes, tournament, though. The women's, women's basketball.
0: How do they do in the first round? They beat Elon handily as the four seed, sixty-two to thirty-five. So really good defense right there. Thirty-five points. That is not a lot.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was right there in Reynolds Coliseum. Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, in the women's tournament, the first two rounds are hosted by the higher-seeded team. So being the four-seed, we were uh, you guaranteed— You have to be four-seed to host it. You host two games. Yes, you have to be a—well, the top four seeds are guaranteed to host if they win their first game. Yeah. Well, they host the first game. They're guaranteed to host the second game if they win. So we're in the Sweet 16, so obviously we went 2-0. and oh. We beat 5th seed in Maryland by 14— We led for 38 of 40 minutes in that game.
0: Yeah, so all around a strong performance for the women. We have um, Mississippi State, which is nice because it's not UConn. Yeah. Not (laughs) nice because that's the last team to beat UConn. Yeah. In fact, they might be the only team to beat UConn in like 30 years or something. I think four years. They actually might
1: be the only team to beat UConn in the tournament. Yeah,
0: Mississippi State knocked out UConn in the Final Four last year and then lost to, I think, South Carolina in the final. So. Last team to beat UConn, don't go super high expectations. The pros with our team, though, this team is really, really good on the inside, and I think we're, we've we talked about this before. They're one of the best rebounding teams in the country, and I think when you can rebound the way that we can and you have the balance that we have, we have six players that could drop 15 to 20 points on you, and mm-hmm. you're not going to get that balance from a lot of like good teams. So I, I think that gives us a shot.
1: Yeah, we definitely have a shot. Although Mississippi State thirty four and one on the season sixteen and zero overall eighteen and zero at home, it is at a neutral site. It's in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, but it's going to be a daunting task. If we win, it's going to be a very big upset. Well, John very big upset. We're the Wolfpack, and yeah. so never ever give up. Don't ever give up.
0: Yeah. So exactly that's that's our words of wisdom there.
1: Yeah. We're, look for Kiara Leslie uh, to go off tonight. She had 13 points in the first game, 21 on 14 shots. Uh, in the second game against Maryland, she's been uh, putting up numbers throughout the ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament. We play Friday at 7. That game is actually on ESPN if you want to watch it. So nationally televised game, mm-hmm. our women's basketball team against one of the better teams in the country. I'm definitely going to be watching. You should too. I'm going to try to watch that game as well. So that's the Women's tournament,
0: but the men's tournament, March Madness. Yes. It was outside of NC State. Year. It yeah. was madness. It really was. Yeah. I was I was just when I saw the score of the UMBC game, I was just rolling on the floor. I could I was in disbelief. Yeah. Uh, I was laughing, man. That they were uh Well, I you see we we can talk about brackets, and it's yeah. not good news, but UMVC, that was the biggest upset, not only in basketball. In my opinion, that's one of the biggest upsets in just the history of sports. It
1: was the thing is, it wasn't just a 16 seed beating a one. It was literally the 68th seed beating the number one seed overall. It was like, it was like UConn losing to like a four seed to put it in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I would say that's more likely,
0: but I don't know. Yeah, UConn's pretty good, man, and. I had UVA versus NC State in my championship oh my game. Oh, goodness. So I was doing very well after just one set of games. Rip in peace, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and I had the only Final Four team I have left is Purdue. So okay, I'm I have kinda, Purdue in my Final Four. I'm kind of banking on the Boilermakers, but I did I did have Loyola of Chicago in the Elite Eight, and I now that's my team I'm pulling for because that I like their because program. Because you're Catholic,
1: and they're a Catholic school. That's true.
0: <laughs> But I like their program. I like. I watched them in the uh, Miss,
1: uh, Missouri Valley Championship yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, they're in Missouri Valley. Uh, yeah.
0: Richardson and Custer have played together, the two star players there since they were in third grade. Oh, so, you're kidding! Oh, I didn't know that. that. Um, I think Richardson's a senior and Custer's a junior. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, uh, yeah Richardson so... was defensive player of the year in that conference, and Custer was player of the year. So I really like the like that team was really efficient. A lot of people had him winning one game also mm-hmm. I love their um their chaplain uh sister Jean have you seen the, oh, that oh yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. pretty cool and they also won it in 1963 which was
1: cool they won the championship in yeah. 1963 that was right before wow. UCLA
0: won like a
1: bunch yeah. in a bunch of years that's really cool that's really cool they're I also um they're they're impressive to me they really are they I mean they they've hit two clutch shots so that's
0: my team that I yeah. think is gonna surprise a lot of people with a six team left what about you who's who's gonna Who's going to win it of
1: the 16 I've been saying it, dude. Michigan's going to win.
0: Oh, yeah. That's your your final, your pick.
1: Yeah, that's my pick. If Michigan's going to win. that's what I, They're a team of destiny. They hit that buzzer beater against Houston. They are not going to lose even when they play a bad game. I am guaranteeing it. I will eat my words if they lose this weekend Well, They're going to match
0: up with uh, Loyola of Chicago in the Final Four because I really, I'm, <laughs> I'm done predicting these games. This yeah. is just hopeless. Yeah. So I'm At this just going to say though, I hope.
1: I Mi- hope. Michigan beating Duke in the championship is my game. Although if it's Michigan and Duke, I really don't care who wins. I don't hate either team, so you know. I just dislike Kentucky because I I don't know. But I also because get,
0: yeah, well that <laughs> yes, but they they just get all the good players and then they just get a new set like every
1: year and it's yeah. not
0: fair. They like, give like us it.
1: two of those players. You know what I really like about this Kentucky team? I think John Calipari's done an an, an awesome job because like. This is actually the youngest team he's ever had. Mm -hmm. Youngest team in the country. And they started out pretty rough. They started out in and out of the top 25. And then they hit their streak, or their stride, right before the end of the regular season. Right into the ACC, SEC tournament. Beating Tennessee in the final. Who lost to Loyola in the NCAA. Mm -hmm. And now they're just... I mean, they're in a bracket with no other top four seeds left.
0: That's the first time they're I going think to, ever that I th- that's happened that a top four seeds didn't get to the Sweet Sixteen like in one uh, bracket. Yeah, yeah that's the first time since 1979 is what I saw. But yeah, that was when uh, Magic Johnson versus Bird.
1: That was a that was a good championship game. Anyway, yeah, so. Illinois State or Indiana State versus oh, Michigan State. Oh,
0: my favorite part. UNC lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's talk about that. You UNC got bodied, man.
0: I did not actually see the game. I just saw the score, and it made me very happy. And I saw the aftermath on social media, yeah. which made me a little bit happier. Did you see
1: the sequence of the block in the windmill at the end of the game?
0: I saw the block, but instead of the ball, it was spliced in a NCAA championship trophy. Mm,
1: nice. Being swatted away. Mm, that's nice. I, I saw there was some really cool footage from under the goal. Um, the I forget the text saying him player who um who had the wimble mm-hmm. dunk at the end, but right as he was going up, his teammate on the bench was jumping with him and literally did it in motion. Like I'm actually I'm gonna retweet it with the Pack is Life Twitter. Gotta so watch you can out for that guys. Yeah. So like follow us at Pack is Life N C S U and you can see that really awesome video of UNC getting like smashed into the floor by a seven seed. Which, yeah, I mean, also I mean, can't I mean, talk too much trash because we lost to Seton Hall.
0: Yeah, well, but I mean see, dis- we,
1: disclaimer, but we lost to a se- team that was seeded higher than us. Yeah, so see, so we weren't even supposed to win. We okay, did, we yeah. did our <laughs> jobs, UNC. Yeah, we, we also, did our job. We also weren't the defending champions. So basically, UNC <laughs> pulled a Villanova
0: yeah, from the well, year before,
1: or the defending champions of, losing or three the years ago run. when we beat Villanova. Yeah, Villanova usually chokes. They're still alive though. Yeah, Mikal Bridges. He's a beast. Yeah, he's really good. He's a beast. He's the best Bridges.
0: Oh. Miles or, Bridges? Miles Bridges on Michigan yeah. State. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Oh,
1: man. I like Miles Bridges. Who are you liking the Duke-Syracuse game? Yeah, I like right.
0: Syracuse just because really? I... Really? Well, like, I kind of hope Syracuse... talk about Syrac- this. I kind of hope Syracuse is with... I've never seen a team as long as Syracuse is every single year. And I respect yeah. that they do the poor man's defense, like,
1: all... Like, just... They do every- the out-of-shape intramural team defense. But yeah, they do it well. They do it well. They yeah. do it like
0: no one I've ever seen or mm-hmm. anyone's ever seen. So they I think they always get an advantage. I think it's not a coincidence that they usually do well in the tournament because you can go all year without seeing a two three zone for more than two possessions at a time, and you're never gonna see it the way Syracuse does it. And yeah. it's I don't know. I Jim Beheim, Mike Sheshewsky,
1: I don't know. I don't I like Syracuse. I'll tell you I'll tell you why Duke's gonna win.
0: Mike Sheshewsky
1: No. Mike Sheshewsky. 1099 career wins. First of all, he set the record. He broke Pat Summit's record. Mm-hmm. He had a very like very respectful, nice like um, you know, tribute to Pat Summit mm-hmm. in his interview. But um, this would be his 1100th win, beating Jim Bayheim in the sweet 16. Unless, there is no way he is going to lose. I don't know dude, why dude, all those factors would affect it cuz it's not on the
0: court. It's it, the I players just want Grayson Allen to like be you, upset afterwards.
1: That's yeah. all I want.
0: <laughs> Even if they win, if you can get Here's me set, Grayson Allen makes
1: me happy. Here's the thing. Hate Grayson Allen as much as you want, but think about how bad it would be for UNC fans to get eliminated early and then see Grayson Allen close out his career with a championship after starting his career with a championship. There we, is a plus side to Duke winning. Okay,
0: that's a very small plus, though.
1: That's a big the plus. Other plus that is is a Duke big losing. plus
0: <laughs> And, like, the entire state of North Carolina. Dang, I'm going against my own rule because I always pull for the state of North Carolina against out-of-state teams, but mm-hmm. I don't know. NC State's got to me. Yeah. I, I'm just starting to hate. The hatred is just spilling out, and I want Duke to lose, even though it would be better for the state of North Carolina if they won.
1: Who do you like um, Kansas, in Kansas? Clemson. Oh, Clemson. You like Clemson? See, fun story. Tell me about that. I picked Kansas to lose to Penn.
0: I said, this year, a 16 is going to win. Yeah. But, like, every year, I pick an upset. I get it right. I just get the wrong team. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I didn't like Kansas. They had the most losses for a number one seed. I just, they're overseeded every year just because they win the Big 12. There's no one else in there. If
1: you're going to go to the Big 12, you're really good. Actually, I beg to differ. There are definitely other people in the Big no, 12. No, I'm talking about traditionally. Kansas State. In the Sweet 16, West Virginia is in the Big 12, right? Texas A and M. No, they're actually in the SEC. West West Virginia in the Big 12. Texas Tech in the Big 12. That's a quarter of the teams in the Sweet 16. Well, sorry, I was. ACC has. I, I also moved from has, the mic a little bit in case you can hear. ACC also <laughs> has four teams.
0: Yeah, and if State had like done what I wanted them to do, we'd have all four in that um, in
1: that little quadrant. We'd have the four ACC teams, and I could be like, "Go ACC." Honestly, NC State should have, I mean, the ACC should have seven teams in the Sweet 16 right now. Oh, yeah, because UNC State lost. should be in Kansas' spot, UNC lost, and uh, Virginia should be in Kansas State's spot. Yeah. That's that's they're just the way Virginia. it is. We should have had seven teams.
0: I'm really happy a number one lost to 16. I just didn't want it to be Virginia because I liked that team. Uh, I, I was
1: happy to see Virginia lose like that. The way they play is so boring. They're like, Syrac- wanted, they're wanted, like, like Syracuse, and they're not even exciting. Oh, I think Syracuse is p- plenty exciting on offense. No, I said Virginia oh. plays like Syracuse without the excitement.
0: Oh, okay. That's what you were saying. Literally, all, all,
1: right. all they do is just like, I, I, I just, I hate the way they play. And that's. I appreciate good defense, John. I, yeah. Yeah. I hate. Okay,
0: whatever. So Michigan's going to win it. <laughs> and I say Loyola of Chicago is going to flashback to 1963. And they're going to win it. That I'm would like, be cool. That'd be amazing. That would be really cool. Because also, Charles Barkley, when VCU made it, Charles Barkley said an uh, 11 seed would never do it. He said first four to final four would never happen again, but VCU was an 11 seed. Yeah. So technically, he wouldn't be wrong, but that'd be
1: cool, too. It would be cool. It would be cool. Also, I think that's – isn't that the highest seed ever, an 11 seed? Like Yeah, I George, think so. George Mason and VCU and yeah. now Loyola, hopefully.
0: Yeah, I, I'd love to see it. Yeah, it'd be cool. Also, I like seeing the Charles Barkley, Samuel Jackson, Spike Lee um ads. I do TV like these at yeah, this time of year. Don't care for Spike Lee that much, but I like the other two guys.
1: No, dude, Spike Lee's a good director. Do the right thing. It's a good film. I haven't seen that one. Well, then you can't have an opinion on Spike Lee. I saw he got game. It wasn't a good movie. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Anyway, so the
0: Carolina Panthers have made some moves in the offseason, including losing Andrew Norwell, which you talked about earlier. Yeah. And now everyone's like, oh, look how good Andrew Norwell is now that the Panthers have lost him. And uh, we did make some moves on offense. We got Torrey Smith, maybe overpaid for him a smidged bit.
1: I think we um, there's a chance we could restructure his contract, but Mm -hmm. I think uh, Torrey Smith was a bit underused in the Eagles' offense. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, like I, when he was with the Ravens, he was really good. Weapons. Yeah, I mean, like look at Trey Burton. Like he signed a massive deal and he was their backup tight end. Yeah, but he was looking really good too. Yeah, we also Mm -hmm. got um, Jarius Wright out of uh,
0: Minnesota, who was. Receiver there under North Turner as offensive coordinator. So I think yeah. that's a good signing. I think that's a great signing. So looking at Cam's weapons next year, if we don't draft someone, we still have Curtis Samuel, we Devin still have Funchess. CMC, Devin Funches, Wright,
1: Smith, Demir Bird, Demir Bird, Greg Olson, and my boy Brenton Burson. No, he's dude. Gonna, he's going to make no. the roster as the this sixth is receiver. The, this is the year we finally cut ties
0: with no, Brenton Burson. We can't. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to follow the team anymore if we do. That's okay. not true. Okay. That's not
1: true. Also other Panthers news though, real quick, just got an update. Panthers have been uh there's a bidding going on for the Panthers right now. As you know, Jerry Richardson selling the team. Just got the highest bid, uh a record two point five billion. And that's not an official sale or anything, but that's the, the minimum that the Panthers will be bought for that's right now. The record that's for a an record NFL team? for an NFL team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because they haven't so one hasn't been sold in a while. It's kinda like the well, yeah.
0: highest paid quarterback becomes well, whoever was the last quarterback to get paid. Have yeah, you seen the four yeah. highest-paid quarterbacks this year? That's fair. Garoppolo, Stafford, Carr, and uh, Keenum, and then Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, Drew Brees. Well, Drew oh, Brees Cousins. Is Kirk Cousins. Yeah. All right. Well. Anyway, Panthers got Julius Peppers back too. So Thank goodness. That's going to be amazing. He's the goat. Yeah. Really is. Uh, Hornets. They're uh, full tank mode. So I, I just wanted to see your face when I said that. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I would like, love you. I want said the Cavs to win again.
1: Okay. I, I I I don't want the Rockets to win, but I think they're going to win. All right, well, that's the NBA playoff predictions.
0: That ra- about wraps it up for the show here. Phone's ringing, but I don't, I don't, I can't answer it right now. Yeah, it's so. okay. We're Thank about you to for go calling. Off. We appreciate you listening to the show. Yeah. All right, that's all. I'm Benjamin Denton. I'm John Hinton. Uh Tune in exactly at five o'clock next week to listen to Packers Life Sports Show. Follow us on Twitter at Packers Life NCSU, and you can listen to shows you miss at
1: wknc.org under the podcast link. Have a good night. Bye y'all.